Hi and welcome to Arrow's coverage of Infosec 2019. We are once again asking the hard questions of our vendors, finding out what their priorities are into 2020 and how they intend to help our channel to develop to address the ever-changing security landscape. We hope you enjoy this series, and if so, please subscribe. Okay, and welcome back. So I am joined here by a hopingly long-term listener, but certainly second-time caller. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bill from Trend. Yes. So, Bill, for people who have... I can't understand why they wouldn't have listened to your first podcast with us last <laughs> year, but yeah. give us a little introduction as to who you are. Right. Well, my name's William Malik. I'm the Vice President for Infrastructure Strategies at Trend Micro. I've been with Trend for two years. Uh, it's my second appearance at uh, InfoSecurity Europe. And um, my uh, beat is helping uh, clients figure out the design and architecture of comprehensive uh, information security solutions. Awesome. And then more importantly for me, this podcast is about taking tips from, from Will because you were once a radio host. So <laughs> yes. very adapted uh, at the podcasting. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a new media. I mean, back in my days, it was wax cylinders, as you know. Uh, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's lovely to be on the air. No, well, thank you very much for coming on again. And uh, so, straight on to security. Obviously, Trend is, uh, is an in incredibly interesting organization. We had a, one of the you guys on uh, yesterday talking to us about sort of some of the longer-term strategic objectives of Trend. And, right. Um, and also... I must admit, I, I didn't realize, but you're a Japanese-owned organization. I didn't realize that was the case. Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting history. We were founded in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the three founders um, were from Taiwan, um, and as the company grew, it uh, just made sense globally for us to be headquartered in Japan. So our, uh, uh, our headquarters officer there, I'm going there for our sales kickoff uh, in the spring. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I must also, you know, it's it's fascinating and and really enjoy working with Japanese companies because the the outlook on and I appreciate this is a slight tangent from from probably the discussion we'll have in a second but Japanese organizations traditionally have a very long-term view of, of their business you know they're not looking quarter to quarter you know the, uh, the Japanese way of looking at businesses 10 15 20 years into the future and how do we invest today to influence that future and it's a it's a really refreshing um, a refreshing view uh, to work with organizations where it's not just, it hasn't worked in a quarter, so therefore it's dead. It's, right. well, of course it hasn't worked in a quarter because we're trying to do something really disruptive or really engaging. And bringing that background to security, I think that's a really important um, sort of metric for, for partners of yours and, and partners of ours that, that use Trend to measure you by because essentially they're looking for not just products today, they're looking for technology partners into the future and I believe trend trend gives them something very unique in that space well I like I like to think so um, in my career I've worked for um, IBM for a time uh, and I remember learning with um, great admiration that Sony uh, has a 250 year plan I, uh, yeah and, there you go to me Classic. that's that's exactly right um, you know you, you uh, there's a uh, meme about um, when old men plant trees knowing they will never rest in their shade, you know you're looking at a stable, long-term, societally uh, impactful uh, organization, mm. frame of thought. And that's what Trend does. Um, like Bob Dylan, we uh, enhance our message every 10 years or so. Right? It was, it was um, uh, 
endpoint security in the uh, 20th century, and then we began getting into cloud at the uh, start of the century with the acquisitions of um, 3rd Brigade and then Tipping Point. We now have strength in uh, host and network security as well as endpoint and cloud. And right now, uh, over the last couple of years, our emphasis has really been on People call it the integration of IT with OT, but it's much different than that. Uh, calling it integration is like saying that PCs and mainframes integrated. It's a <laughs> much more complex and nuanced uh, thing. But the fact is, uh, we've got phenomena out there, shadow OT, right? Right. Back shadow up. OT. That's a new one on even me. Okay. So here's, here's an example. There's a hospital in New Jersey, 2,000 beds, and in one of the wards, the third shift nurses said, gee, you know, we get up and we walk around every hour. Um, one of the nurses said, I'm taking care of an elderly aunt at home. Why don't I just get one of these pads off the internet, like I have at home, put it under the mattress. If the patient moves, I can go see what changed. If not, I can finish these charts, update these. Yeah, of course. So after a little while, the department bought 50 of these pads, $60 US a piece, $3,000 capital outlay, way under the radar and the nurses were more productive and the patients got better care because when they moved somebody was there to take a look when they weren't moving when they were sleeping well, all the they other could stuff. actually be left right. to sleep right so within a while all the departments in the hospital 2,000 beds 60 bucks a bed $120,000 capital outlay everybody's automated then the head of nursing goes to the head of IT and says here could you manage this for us <laughs> and the head of IT says what have you done he says, well, if we had gone with the you know, U.S. FDA-approved beds, that's 6000 bucks a piece. We're not going to get a $12 million capital outlay. It won't happen. But $120,000 across 30 departments over the course of a year, you never see it. And don't you know, those devices are not using any formal encryption, right? They're transmitting patient data back and forth using Bluetooth and you know, open uh, uh, ham radio bands and cellular whatever. Shadow OT. Well, do you know what? The concept makes perfect sense. But that's a, that is a really good example. And I must admit, it's um, it's one of these ones where, now you've mentioned it, I can think of examples in our own organization where people are bringing Alexas in and putting them in their offices. There's no security around them. They just put them on the network and, and right. away they go. Right. But you're it, absolutely right. It does right. what I want, but what else is it doing? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so... I think it's a really good opportunity then to talk about trend and OT because we haven't had any custom, we haven't any of our vendors come on yet and really talk about the, the challenge that OT presents um, in an organisation. Because for those of the, uh, those who are listening and scratching your head at OT, first and foremost, we've, we've spoken about this a lot. Listen back to a few podcasts, but OT operational technologies. It's essentially the blend between where you've got traditional IT infrastructure you've got this new generation of online HVAC systems and air conditioning and, and lighting systems and things like that. And how, I mean, how, how are you guys sort of perceiving this today? Because it, it's a very new world and it's a very scary world because they don't really come with a lot of network security options in a lot of these pieces of technology. They certainly don't. And the uh, driving um, principles for people doing that kind of engineering are safety and reliability. And safety means if it goes south, it should do so in a way that doesn't risk people or property. And reliability means that if it stops working, that you can still get some basic function out of it. An example, if you have an automatically controlled escalator and it fails, it should fail in a manner that doesn't you know, cause people to tumble. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
And when it's not working, it should be fixed in place. So you can still use it as a stairway, right? So the safety and reliability issues are paramount, but the notion about confidentiality or data integrity or authentication of users, those are not engineering problems. And we've seen this stuff grow up parallel. Modbus was invented in 1969, <laughs> that primary industrial control system protocol. Um, and it's only been in the past few years, well, you know, to talk about trend, we are able to detect, you know, indications of compromise in Modbus over IP and DNP3 over IP, over IP, by partnering with a firm called Moxa that's been doing OT security for 30 years. We now are able to have an offering that can look at native protocols and detect problems. And so that's great for people running water systems, power systems, uh, electrical distribution networks, uh, complex manufacturing environments. Um, but it's it's a real different world. Uh, uh, do you know what? What you've just mentioned is new to me. I didn't. That's really fun. So there, people are developing sort of a, a piece of technology whereby you can actually, instead of having to implement new security on old kit, you can actually start to put new technology in to monitor the old kit to make sure that it's almost retrofit security. Because this is the problem. A lot of this technology, and you know, we use light-hearted examples in in the Alexa and to yeah. some degree that the, the monitor under the bed but it's critical infrastructure where this is really starting to you and not just as you say um, you know electrical and, and water and but you know escalators and and lifts and right. and systems whereby if they go wrong that's a, that's a bad thing um, we just we just had an example um, in uh, April where the uh, GPS system has satellites, some of which are more than 10 years old. Those old satellites would count the weeks from the beginning of time. And if you're a programmer, you know the beginning of time is January 1, 1980. <laughs> I was well, say. it's a 10-bit counter. Uh, so you say, wait a second, 10 bits, you can go to 1,023, then you roll over. There are 52 weeks in a year, which means after 20 years, it rolls over. Well, it rolled over in August of 1999, but nobody cared because GPS wasn't you know, heavily invested in systems. It rolled over on April 6th. And there were some aircraft that were grounded. Everything seemed to work, but the display on the pilot's instrument panel said, welcome, today is August 22nd, 1999. And the subcontractor couldn't certify the thing as airworthy. And so there were 15 Boeing 777s that were grounded in China because they were reporting the wrong date. And the Wi-Fi system for the city of New York, NYC Win, crashed. And it was down for 10 days because it also was dependent upon a time signal from a satellite that was set up over 10 years ago. It's this kind of cascading infrastructure failure that is going to be cropping up all over the place. Now, the good news is satellites can be reset. Uh, they've gone to a 13-bit counter, so it'll be 157 years before it happens again. Some of the ones that were reset, of course, will fail in 2038. Not my problem, right? But what, what we have is a very brittle infrastructure. And so being able to overlay security on this without changing the core safety and availability of those things, without impacting network bandwidth, without putting extra drain, you're not gonna take uh, an autopilot offline while it runs a malware scan. Absolutely not, and, and nor can you turn around and say, we need to implement security into the autopilot because you're gonna get people going, no, 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 change one line of code is just exponential cost. Right. Um, so you either have it offline and isolated, so you can't monitor it, you can't understand it, you can't take advantage of, you know, the information it's spitting out, right. or you bring it online, but 
you, you monitor it in such a way that it's very passive. And so, can I? I, I would really like to take this from the other side though because at the moment what we're talking about is IT worrying about security but right. what happens when um, the device becomes the thing that's been compromised and essentially you've got you know technology that's trying so for example we've, we've seen it with a lot of these cheaper sort of commodity IoT devices that all got taken over and then started to go that way right how do we protect IT against OT well Again, it's it's the same general philosophy. You have to segment the network. You have to monitor the traffic that's going across uh, bridges. You have to block anything that's inappropriate. Uh, we've seen organizations where they have entire command and control infrastructures running in their factories on their OT systems. Uh, so you have to go in and root it out. Now, uh, we had one uh, large uh, prospect where uh, they got an infection in their uh, robotic manufacturing devices. A hundred thousand machines went down in forty seconds because they were running Windows Seven. So you sit back and say, "Why the heck would you run Windows 7? He Says, "Well, it's embedded in the machine." Yeah. Of and one of the rules is don't connect to the internet. <laughs> so you can't update it. It's out of service. Um, so all you can do is isolate it, segment it, and watch what's going in and what's coming out. You know, if if my Nest thermostat all of a sudden starts spitting out broken packets aiming at port 502, then I know my Nest is now trying to spam someone with Modbus over IP. <laughs> it shouldn't be doing that, right? Um, so you, you need to look at what's going in and, and what's coming out from the environment. So what are some of the solutions that Trend have got in place today to sort of take advantage of this? I, I must admit, this is one of those areas where a lot of organizations that we see and we speak to, and you know, IoT is a huge part of our business, a multi-billion dollar organization for Arrow. Um, and we see both end customers, OEMs, manufacturers, with all due respect to them. And um, for those of you who can't see, obviously because it's a podcast, I'm sort of waving my hand yeah. generously in the air. Um, they're burying their heads in the sand because they're hoping that people will assume that these devices aren't secure, which I don't think is good enough to start with, but then they'll, they're, they're someone, it'll make it someone else's problem. So what, yeah. I mean. What, what we're trying to do from Trend's perspective is to make sure that the information you get is trustworthy. So to the extent possible, we validate the contents of the traffic. Um, we encourage uh, the users of complex IoT environments to authenticate their users, you know, change the <laughs> default password. Yep. Um, Apply an update when you can, uh, and, and I, I, I cringe when I say that because the magnitude of the task is unfathomable. We're, we're, we're detecting 5,000 new attacks every three months. You're not going to patch your way out of that. No, you need a, a more, a more uh, you know, proactive risk-based solution. But uh, what we're doing for IoT and OT generally, like I said, partnering with Moxa, a subsidiary called TX1 that handles this, uh, we have an SDK for OT security. Panasonic is using it, so the in-vehicle infotainment in uh, current car models has our security protecting uploads, downloads, and the 140 or more processors in a car. So hold on, there's, there's Trend Micro inside of cars. Yes. See, I love this because this is something where actually, in my, in, right, so when we saw the when we saw cloud really starting to take off, was when people stopped trying to use inbuilt cloud security or free options and started turning around and going, okay, we need to invest in enterprise-grade security in our cloud just like we do on-prem. Right. 
and it goes from being test and dev to production and enterprise ready. Exactly. I'm loving that IoT has gone from, to be quite frank, people were just home baking it, right. and you know doing their own things to actually turning around to the likes of yourselves and saying, right, we we need to take this really seriously now. No longer can we just hope that people either there's not enough value in hacking this system or you know we can write a piece of software that obfuscates the a part or a port or no uh, no 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 that's fascinating yeah that's it, you you have to go um, farther uh, many people including including myself work from home I have a dozen IoT devices and I'm not even trying you know I've got a smart radio I've got a smart TV I've got the Nest you know yep. I've got a few so when I'm working from home. I am expanding the uh, threat landscape for my, my employer. So, uh, you know, I've got software on my laptop. I've also got a hardware device that I have attached to my uh, cable modem that monitors all traffic in or out. And it'll tell me if there's going, anything going wrong on anything in the house. Is the refrigerator acting wonky? <laughs> Is the Nest burning far too many CPU cycles, you know? Have I got crypto mining software on my Bose radio? I'm doing product placements, I apologize for that. <laughs> other, other smart radios do exist. <laughs> many, many brands. Uh, I was going to say Telefunken. Anyway, um, the, the idea is all of these information-bearing technologies, whether they're of a conventional to an IT person uh, or novel, have the same core set of capabilities. They've got a network, they got processing power, they got storage, and they therefore are likely, you know, venues for attack, residents for uh, malware, uh, and they need to be um, observed. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Thanks. Well, look, Bill, thank you ever so much for coming on. Really appreciate it again. And uh, can we put the same date in your diary in 12 months' time? I believe I've already blocked it off. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks. Thank you ever so much, and we'll see you next year. Right on. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Please come back again next week for the next instalment of our exciting coverage from InfoSec 2019. See you then.